Hey guys, hope you are keeping well. So welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh Fitness Podcast. So this is going to be a solo episode and it is an episode that I have been trying to figure out what to say or try to word it for since we started, since we went into lockdown really. And it is one of those episodes I think that a lot of people and a lot of people have struggled with over their life potentially. I've even had people message me saying that they've been on diet since they were 13 and people have really, really struggled with yo-yo dieting. And I think that this is one of those things that I think a lot of us, a lot of people in general have struggled with. And it's one of those worrying things when someone says to me that they have been on a diet since they were 13, which no one should be on a diet since that age. No one should be on a diet for more than uh, a short time. I think the word diet generally means short term. It doesn't mean all your life. It doesn't mean a long, long time. Don't get me wrong. When bodybuilders go going up on stage and stuff like that, they are generally going on kind of progress picks or they're going on programs for a long long time like 20 24 36 weeks of dieting but they're getting refeeds and stuff like that in the, in the meantime but i think this title of the episode is going to be called moving away from yo-yo dieting and this episode is aimed at anyone who has ever uttered i have been dieting all my life then this is definitely for you and i think the yo-yo dieting cycle kind of looks like you're you're excited to try something new you're convinced it's going to fix you you're 100% in after a certain amount of time you either get tired of the food or you start craving your favorite foods you get one thing you're not supposed to you feel like you failed which i think is a lot of th- a lot of a lot of people feel that you go back to old habits and even eat more than you used to because you miss your favorite foods and then if you start up with a coach or you start doing a diet yourself, a few months later, you feel bad about the way your body looks. You feel out of control and you're ready to start the cycle all over again. Maybe you see a friend who's tried to diet or you see a commercial or an ad or whatever for a diet program. And before you know it, you've signed up and you're excited to start the whole process again. And then the whole vicious circle kind of continues. You start looking at social media because you start comparing your body to others. And then it drives you kind of keep going, keep going. Like the definition of insanity, was, which has been credited to Albert Einstein. There's a little bit of debate on who that quote is for. But definition of insanity is trying to do the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. It's like anything. Uh, like if you are going to try and go on a diet you don't really want to go out with the all or nothing approach. If you are to look at some of the shows like The Biggest Loser or one of the other shows that's on RTE or anything like that, most of those people end up gaining weight back and they end up feeling the same way that they did before. They don't really get taught. Um, Generally, they don't really get taught how to look after themselves. Don't get me wrong, there are amazing success stories out of those programs, but the vast majority of those people um, would probably kind of have this kind of yo-yo dieting impact and a lot of them would have come from that. So people also return to dieting because it seems like a quick fix. It feels like it doesn't take much effort because you can just eat the bars, drink the shakes or eat the meals that are provided. Diets are always are also tempting because there is a clear culture, culture to follow which takes the thinking out of what to eat. And it never really teaches you how to eat. It never really teaches you how to feel. It never really... It, it, gives you the gives you the kind of the whole process behind how you're feeling how to recognize your hunger cues as a culture we are taught that if you want to lose weight you should go on a diet we're taught this from a very very young age through media the media has a lot to answer for in this whole thing there's a lot of clickbait on some of the newspapers i've deleted those apps in the last little while family if you have potentially had a parent or an auntie or a family member that has dieted all their lives or have had issues with food or have struggled with their weight all their lives they are potentially going to put that stigma onto you the way they phrase things if you start to go on a diet oh here's mary going on another diet sorry mary your friends you are more likely to be overweight if your friends are overweight and who you hang around with is very very important so if you have that support group that makes a massive massive difference I can think of nothing worse than gaining and losing the same 20 pounds over and over again. And I have spoke from working with hundreds of people that I've worked with, hundreds of ladies that I've worked with, that this seems to be the thing that has bugged them for so, so long. And it's it's disheartening. And it sends the message that maybe you are not trying hard enough 
or that you are never going to lose weight. And I think the whole thing of not trying hard enough can be demoralizing. You get very negative in, the, in your language, the way you talk to yourself, how you talk to others. You just become generally disheartened. You get fed up. Then you end up becoming one of those people that kind of brings a lot of salads into work. And then on the weekends you go buck wild and you just go crazy on your foods. It's time to get out of this vicious cycle and try a new approach. Developing healthy eating habits doesn't have to be hard or very, very boring. So the kind of I have kind of coming up with kind of 10 tips or 10 practical little things that I think that will help people to kind of move away from yo-yo dieting. If you have any, I'm going to put a little bit of a thing on this first. If you have had any eating disorder or feel like you are binging an awful lot and you're binging maybe out of control, what what I would say is that you potentially need to go and talk to a dietitian or to a doctor and talk to a mental health professional. This solution isn't going to be for everyone. This is going to try and make sure that you realize that you aren't the only one that has this problem with kind of yo-yo dieting, that you aren't alone in it. Because I think when a lot of people think that they have an issue or a thing that kind of bugging them or a pet peeve, that no one has ever felt these emotions before. And I've been speaking to people an awful lot since lockdown about different things, about different stigmas they've had about themselves, different stigmas they've had around food. And they don't realize that there are so many more people that are like that as well, like minded people. And it's really, really important that we try to get those people, get people challenging what they're trying to do, challenging their thoughts, trying to kind of almost challenge themselves i'm not saying that i'm definitely not saying that a diet is a gung-ho approach an all-or-nothing approach because what's going to happen is if you adopt that you're going to go in this fish of vicious circle so the first point that i have is to drop the perfectionism dieting involves an all-or-nothing mindset and it that that is what the media promoted they, they kind of put up these kind of like keto diets they put up loads of these silly diets that are up there there's there's idiots like v shred that puts out crappy diets Either you're on a diet or you're off it. Instead, I think what might happen or might what might help you is kind of switching to an 80-20 mindset. What does an 80-20 mindset look like? If you eat healthy foods 80% of the time and less nutritious foods 20% of the time, you will generally see decent results. I work so, so much with my clients on a daily, daily basis. If you look at my phone, you are going to see pictures and pictures of food People send their pictures of their food over to me and I give them guidelines on their food. Then when people are kind of coming up to the weekend, they kind of say to themselves, right, I like, for instance, I this weekend, one of my girls is meant to be at a wedding and she is at her best mate's wedding. And what we have done is we've said, right, there's more important things going on at the minute in the world than like this girl has probably lost about eight kilos already. She's doing incredibly well, amazing inches, but and she's looking amazing. So I've just said, right, we, this was our goal initially. She's staying with me past the goal, but what she is doing, she is going to enjoy her weekend. She's also got her wedding anniversary in on the on the Tuesday as well. And what she is doing is she is focusing in on herself. We have said to herself, right, enjoy your weekend, enjoy your Tuesday. There's more important things going on in the world right now than having to count to calorie or to look at portion sizes have a few drinks enjoy family time within social distancing obviously uh, and then enjoy enjoy yourself naturally if we are told that we can't have a certain food we are going to think about it want it more and possibly overindulge once we have access to it again if you think about it have you ever seen those kind of cartoons or programs when they say don't press the big red button and what happens more times than often they press the big red button if you're told not to do something this was something that philly mcmahon brought up on his episode as well was he was saying that if you are talking to say your kid and you say don't drop the eggs more often than not they are going to drop something they're going to drop the eggs it's going to be a mess all over the floor and that's what potentially the analogy is that that mess is the yo-yo dieting culture that's in your head that is the, the yo-yo dieting culture that, and the stigma that's out there and what we want to try and do well that there's so many coaches trying to do at the minute but there are also fucktards that are messing with people's heads messing with people's emotions from talking to so many people out there they're, they're they've been put on these i was talking to someone recently and they were put on a diet this isn't an episode to slay people by the way they were put on a diet that they're only able to eat egg whites for breakfast and that's all they were able to eat only able to eat cod fillet and this person is charging an absolute fortune for this program like this isn't this is not a call out culture that i would like i'm not mentioning the name of the, the coach at all but that person was knew that this wasn't right for them 
but yet they were still investing. So it's still really, really important that you do kind of try to challenge what your beliefs are, try to drop the perfectionism because I don't think perfection exists. If you think about it when you're looking for a partner, if you're looking say at a man or a woman or whatever you're into, you are you have a completely different type or you may have a completely different type to your best friends. So you may be into kind of tall, dark and handsome and your friend may be into kind of the rugby player build or they may be into the scrawny, guy, the scrawny girl or guy uh, look or whatever it may be. So it's really, really important to realize that perfection doesn't exist. Perfection is different to every single individual. I think that's really, really important that you realize that and to make sure that you actually challenge it and kind of try to to adopt an 80-20 an approach, 70-30 approach, 60-40 approach, whatever works for you. Number two is kind of dropping the guilt. I think a lot of people that I've seen anyway, it's it's not the one cookie or the one bowl of ice cream that you ate that's going to make you gain fat. I've, I have probably a magnum a day. The, the white mini magnums um, that you can get in the shops there's little Araldi ones as well are a game changer 130 calories absolute game changer you get your sweet tooth hit you get a bit of ice cream into your body as well happy as Larry the feeling of guilt after you eat something bad fuels you to feel mad and eating for your eating and mad for yourself for eating the food uh, which leads to eating more of the same food to make you feel better giving yourself unconditional permission to eat, telling yourself that it's okay to eat the cookie or ice cream, enjoy the flavor of it. And that's so, so important that you do that. Then at the next meal or snack, focus on making healthier choices. So if you think about it, that you may over, may have overindulged uh, the night before and you've had, say, a pizza with your mates, well, why not try and focus on having the, the pizza with your mates and using that, that as a a like with what's going on you can see three or four of your mates uh, kind of two meter rule or whatever it may be but why not try to say to yourself right i'm using this as a time to enjoy myself catching up with my friends who i haven't seen in a while and not attaching guilt to the food if you are having issues with guilt with your food please go and see a dietitian but what we need to try and say to yourself is one cookie or one piece of ice cream is not going to make a make you fat or obese what is going to try what is going to probably make you a little bit more overweight and try to and, and gain weight is the consistent repetition on consistent loop of repeat and repeat and repeat and overindulging one calorie two calorie all the way up so it's really really important that you do start to make healthier choices so if you're having pizza on say the saturday night or the friday night why not try to make your breakfast the next morning a decent wholesome food a bit of protein a bit of carbohydrates that's right carbohydrates are not bad for you a bit of fruit or a bit of veg and it's really really important that it's that you kind of say to yourself right i am going to win the next meal if you're competitive in any way this works for you and a lot of my clients have got an athletic background that did it as a kid and then kind of lost themselves and i can relate to that i stopped playing football in my 20s and i and i probably do regret that but what I have realized since I stopped doing that was I used to be one of these people that went into my corporate job, had salads Monday to Thursday. And then once kind of Friday came, my food, my nutrition went out the window, went on a heap of pints and then and then nothing happened. That kind of one meal turned into two, three, four, five. Before you know it, it's a month, six months, a year down the line before you're kind of like realize, realizing what you're what you're doing. Um, like there's no such thing as good or bad foods but i would go as far as to say there, there there's 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 things called bad choices when it kind of comes to stuff the only difference between you kind of saying to yourself about kind of food and dropping the guilt and stopping it is you you need to be able to challenge yourself challenge your beliefs and being and and try to say to yourself you know what it's okay that i'm going to have this pizza it's okay to have this cookie it's okay we need to i know a lot of people have come from and a lot of my clients have come from slim world weight watchers all that kind of stuff and that it's hardwired into their dna at this stage that they that these this language of sins there's a lot of negative connotations towards foods that you can't have this can't have that but i think what's important to say to yourself is why can't i have this why can't i have that one cookie one donut whatever it is but you try to say to yourself and set yourself a little challenge and say right the next one i'm going to have this is the, the next meal i'm going to get my protein i'm going to get my carbohydrates i'm going to get my decent amounts of veg or fruit and say to myself i'm going to win the next meal 
think a lot of people need to, the number three is switching your focus from quantity to quality. And I think that a lot of people have heard the the calorie fucking deficit um, saying from James Smith. And I can only commend James for what he's doing for the industry. Some people love him and some people hate him um, for what he's trying to do. And I can only commend that man for what he's doing. He has gone out to the masses. He is promoting balance to people. And but like not all calories are created equal. So let me explain. If you could eat 100 calories of broccoli or 100 calories of cookies, they will have two completely different effects on your body. Focus on eating that on foods that provide nourishment to your body instead of how many points or calories they contain. If you think about it, for I say 100 calories of chocolate or 120 calories or 100 calories of say chicken fillet, the, the chicken fillet will get a little bit more protein into your body. It's probably going to get you about 30 grams or 25 grams of protein into your body compared to the chocolate. Don't get me wrong, there's absolutely nothing wrong with chocolate, but it's about making those decent choices of food, going for quality over quantity. And I think I've spoken to an awful lot of people and when they get their their calorie guidelines and emphasis on guidelines, they are they are surprised at how much they are eating. This magic number of 1,200 calories kind of comes up all, an awful lot. I would say there doesn't a, there's not a day that goes by that someone doesn't say to me 1,200 calorie diet whether it's through DMs or it's through talking to people. And it's it's one of those things, that one of those bugbears, like where does the 1200 calorie diet come from? My fitness pal is amazing. It's an amazing tool if used right and if you are educated on a property. They will lower your calories down. It's not tailored. It's not anything. And I think that's what a lot of people do. They go for this 1200 magic number and think that they're going to be able to lose weight. Probably are going to be able to lose weight, but will you be able to maintain it? You shouldn't be in a diet all your life. You should be only in a diet... If you have gotten, uh, if you are looking to make a, a change to your your mind, change to your body, and you should only be doing it short term. Most of my clients who are trying to lose weight are actually not eating enough. They will either skip meals or eat eat small portions because they are scared that food will make them gain weight. And I think that food is there to be enjoyed. Food is there. If you think of food, it's there. It's part of our social social circles it's part of our atmosphere it's in atmosphere in, in restaurants when they are open it, it kind of creates a culture it creates a community if you think about it, like times in italy and over in thailand and stuff like that families get together they have amazing times together and that's what food is food is there to be enjoyed it's not there to be demonized it's not there to be judged you're not there to be judged either but what you need to to realize is that if you are looking for a calorie target or a calorie deficit, why not try to work with a coach? Why not try to, and if you don't, if you don't want to work with a coach or you have, haven't got the budget for working with a coach, what I would say then is, why don't you look at so the Harris Benedict method and look at the calorie calculator that way, or look at Martin McDonald's calorie calculator, which is easy to use, and try to get your calories tailored to you that way. I do not give out calories over DM because there's too many different variables that kind of happen in with, with people and stuff like that. I want to know the full story before I say, here, this is your calories. And also calories are not set in stone. If you are, say, if you are on a, we're talking about diet culture here, so I will use the dieting person as the example. If you are, say, setting yourself as a calorie deficit of set, that is 1800 calories. And then after maybe two weeks or three weeks even, that nothing has happened after those three weeks. What you could potentially look at is, are you, are the portion controls there? Are you actually eating 1800 calories? Or are you kind of sneaking in the odd bit of food that you aren't putting onto my fitness pal which i think what happens an awful lot is when you are potentially working with a coach what can happen or working by yourself is you're kind of almost cutting yourself you are not ent- you're not entering in the the full figures and then you're wondering why you potentially aren't losing weight and then you are fo- you are lying to yourself. You're trying to justify it to yourself. And nobody should be lying to themselves. You need to be, as I've tried to say for the whole episode, is trying to challenge your beliefs. Try to challenge yourself and why you're thinking certain things. So number four, I think this is really, really important. I don't think enough people do this, is listen to your body. And I think from working with females in particular, what 
they don't understand or what a lot of girls don't understand is at particular times of the month that they may feel a little bit more sluggish their appetite will increase and they're kind of like they don't know what's happening so if anyone wants to listen back to the female fat loss episode that i've done i think it's episode number 45 that will educate you on what happens but to give you a quick synopsis on the week before generally your cravings will increase and what will happen is your metabolism will speed up and i normally recommend and literature normally recommends increasing your food by about 200 calories then generally what happens for girls on the week of they feel a little bit more bloated a little bit more lethargic and they feel like they need to eat a little bit more depends on where your cravings falls in every single girl is different every single person is is different and it's important to bet to listen to your body and nobody else's and not comparing your story with someone else's not comparing your chapter one to someone else's chapter 15 or 16 or 17 whatever it may be and you need to be able to recognize that I, you, you may, may not be able to train as hard or as train as much as you did at other times of the month and you may need to recognize that you may need to keep a food journal to track what you are eating and how you feel throughout the day are there particular foods maybe you have ibs or you may have constipation or diarrhea are there certain foods that trigger like dairy or do you find that if you maybe if you kind of step took a step back and said right i could actually eat a little bit slower and i think a lot of people are so quick and hopefully one thing that kind of comes out of this weird time that we're in is that people kind of take the time out to say to themselves right i am going to take a step back and try to have a little bit more time with family maybe try and try make a, a, a nightly family meal or a weekly family meal and try to book that in and that's one of the things that i'm working on big time at the minute is trying to get my priorities i've increased my journaling and i, I speak about journaling an awful lot on other episodes and i it makes me challenge i keep saying this and i think that's the accidental message behind this episode as well you may notice that every time you get some dairy you may get you know stuff or you get some chilies and you feel have a laxative effect and you have to run to the bathroom maybe you notice that when you eat too much sugar you get a headache maybe you let your body be the guide you can be your own nutritionist if you work with a coach it's so so important to be so so honest with those that person because if you're keeping stuff behind there could be something else going on and it's so so important that you understand and recognize the triggers like for someone who has endometriosis there could be severe bloating at particular times of the month as well and it's so so important that if you can recognize what times of the month you are leanest times of the month you are feel a little bit more bloated a little bit, a little bit more blur it's really really important that you recognize when what times of the month you can push yourself when you're feeding yourself when to listen to your body when to fuel yourself right and if you don't fuel yourself right you're going to feel like crap and if you feel like crap that leads into potentially not getting enough sleep you get a little bit more stressed you don't get enough sleep and then it leads to not great food choices don't get me wrong there's no such thing as good or bad food but what i would say is that you go for more carbohydrate dense foods you go for more sugary foods and then kind of the one donut or the one cookie turns into a whole packet and as paul dermody would say is you press the you press the fuck up button and you end up at square one you go in that yo-yo dieting circle again so it's so so important that you need to listen to your body do not compare your journey to anyone else's and make sure that you it's your body you only have one body so make sure you are listening to it and everyone else is so different number five is throw your scales away if you have ever come from a yo-yo dieting culture and you have set foot on the scales you may have found that the scales has impacted your mood you may find that at certain times of the month that you may put on like half a half a half a kilo not half a kilo half a stone should i say um on the scales at particular times of the month you may find you have a little bit more water retention at certain times of the month you may rather than believe it or not the scales is, is not a good tool to determine if you're on track with your weight loss there's a difference between weight loss and fat loss our water weight fluctuates on a daily basis which affects the number on the scale if you are weighing yourself and you wish to weigh yourself I would weigh yourself first thing in the morning before you've gone for a number two uh, before any water and sorry after you've gone for a number two uh, after any or before water and before food and making sure that you've got a pretty decent night's sleep because it, it, it can have an impact on your weight fluctuation and if you've had a, a meal late 
night the night before or you've had quite processed food or quite salty foods or you've had drink or anything like that that can also have a massive impact on the scales if you can't step on the scale without getting emotional about it you should throw it out and i've said this to a number of clients i am probably working with about I'm working with about five girls at the minute who have not set foot on to a scales for about three months. We are solely, solely working off on how they are feeling, how they're talking about themselves, how their clothes are fitting, how their body feels, how their energy levels are. We're focusing on little wins like one of them has taken up running and we're trying to see what we can do with uh, that she would have never ran before and now she sent me a text today saying uh, i missed the gym and it, it's mad after like over a year of working together that her mindset has shifted to she misses the gym and that is a completely different way a completely different language that she was using when she first started she never set front in the gym and she was quite anxious about the gym and it's really really important that you that you kind of make sure that you are focusing more on how your clothes are feeling, how you are feeling, listening to your body, which leads into the last point. Take the pressure off the number. Remember, if you are eating healthier and exercising more, it's likely that you will put on muscle and lose fat at the same time. So the, the scales cannot differentiate between muscle and fat. It will literally only take into effect your weight it will not take into effect your body composition which i think a lot of people forget if you are a newbie to the gym within the first two years you get newbie gains as they call them so you will build a lot of muscle quite quickly if you are going consistently to the gym by consistently i mean probably three or four times a week to the gym depending on your genetics depending on your genetics you will may put on a little bit more muscle than other people quite soon or or tone up as as people say as well and it's really really important to do that as well so if the scales impacts your mood and you are stepping on it at certain times of the month stay off the fucking scales if the if the scales impacting your mood at all which amelia thompson who's who was on the who's on the podcast she talks about it amazingly she's amazing she's launched a new course which is incredible so if you if the scales impacts your mood at all stay away from the bloody thing you are more than a number that's on a scales you are more than a number you are more you are a proper person you are a person that needs to make sure that you're happy in yourself and if you're not happy in yourself and you're going by what a number on a piece of plastic or a piece of metal says you need to potentially take a step back and say why am i letting this dictate my happiness why am i letting this piece of plastic or piece of metal dictate my happiness is there something else going on in my life that i'm not happy with and is something else happened that day that's potentially triggering why i'm getting emotional over this you don't go into a shop looking for a size 70 kilos. You go into a shop looking for a size 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18. Whatever size you are, you go into a shop looking for a size. You don't look for going into a shop to buy a size 70 kilos. You don't look at, say, me on Instagram. I don't know if you do or not. But I know I don't look at someone walking down the street and say, oh, that person must be X weight. Why would you judge yourself by a certain weight when you don't judge others? if that makes any sense. I think the, the the other one that you potentially need to to look at as well is is sleep. And I think a lot of people forget that sleep is so, so important. I was very lucky to have Alan Flanagan on to talk about sleep. And it is one of those things that I don't, people, don't think people are prioritizing enough. And I don't think people realize how much impact sleep has on their appetite, their mood, their, their hormones. So if you can get seven to nine hours of quality sleep per night, it's it will it will be an absolute game changer for you if you can reduce your caffeine to say before one o'clock ideally because caffeine has a half-life of six hours so if you're having coffee at 1 p.m in the afternoon it's going to be sitting in your body at 1 p.m 1 a.m the following morning so it's really really important and caffeine can have an impact on you falling into your deep sleep what happens when you go into your deep sleep is when you are fully you're trying to recover your body's regenerating the muscles that they've used for the day you're also creating and your brain's working to kind of lock in memories and knowledge and stuff that you've you've learned that day as well but i think the one thing that a lot of people are getting bogged down in with on this weird time is the screen time and I've spoken about this on probably the last three or four podcasts and episodes is the screen time usage. There are blue light blocking glasses that you can get that you that will block the blue light that's coming into your eyes. What happens when you get the blue light into your eyes, it blocks the melatonin production. The, what happens when you are block the melatonin production is that you will not fall into your deep sleep. So your body will not be able to recover properly. 
if you can reduce your screen time by up, say, say to yourself, right, I'm not going to look at my phone an hour before you go to bed. Nothing happens on social media after 9 p.m. Yes, a lot of people are doing Zoom sessions right now, and that's amazing. 100% maybe even invest in the blue light blocking glasses and do it that way but what also happens is when you are looking at social media and you say put up a post and you're expecting a lot of likes you're looking for this endorphin hit you're looking for this like almost a happy hormone happy hormone hit as well where you are looking for someone to almost give you validation and that's not what you want and what can happen is if you are working or you are expecting a text or an email what you don't want to happen is you don't want to have that in your head when you look at that email at night and it pisses you off then it's on your brain and you get pissed off and stressed out about it you can't sleep what i advocate to so many people which has been an absolute game changer for me in the last two or three years is journaling the power of journaling some people say it's a bit wishy-washy and i would normally say to those people that they're probably the people that haven't tried it yet haven't given it a full go and i'm working on a I have a journal at the minute and I'm filling it up. I feel so much better. I know there's days that I don't, when I don't do it, I feel a little bit blur. I feel a little bit blur about the whole thing. I Not that I feel sad or anything like that, but I just know I notice a difference between myself, the days that I've done it and the days that I haven't done it. And if you've got loads and loads of stuff going on in your head when you are going to sleep, try to word vomit onto a page write down all your thoughts write down all your challenges how you're talking to yourself and maybe even write like a positive affirmation before you go to sleep leave with those kind of thoughts of happiness in your head the last thing you've said to set, said to your set is a positive affirmation over time that one percent it'll win each day will build up build up build up you created that habit read atomic habits if you wish and that would be a good book to kind of understand what i'm talking about is you're building that little rapport you're building that little habit and overall that and over a, a, a amount of time you'll feel so much better about yourself your own mental health and your own and your own you if that makes any sense so with sleep it's so it's so important sleep can also if you're not getting enough sleep what can happen is if you have two hunger hormones you've got you've got the hunger hormone and you've got the fullness hormone when you are not getting enough sleep your fullness hormone starts to kind of not work very well and then you've got the hunger hormone that work that increases that's when you go for the more sugary foods you go up you have a massive spike energy spike and then you come crashing down when you go for the most massive those sugary foods there's nothing wrong with sugar at all but what will happen is you'll kind of keep feeling hungry keep feeling hungry keep feeling hungry then before you realize that you've eaten a load of calories and you will feel not so great about yourself you'll be stuck in this yo-yo dieting culture and you could potentially have a binge binging i think a lot of people are potentially throwing that binging word an awful a lot around recently and i don't think they fully understand what it is if you have a binge eating disorder please do go and seek help and talk to a mental health professional or a dietitian or go and see your gp or organize a zoom session with your counselor in these weird times but it's so so important that you do get proper adequate sleep the next thing is that you need to make it your diet not a diet the word diet simply refers to the food that a living being eats day to day. Like the diet of a koala consists of eucalyptus leaves. However, in modern times, the word diet is more commonly associated with a temporary eating plan that has an end goal of losing weight. But what happens after losing the weight? Do you go back to eating takeout and chocolate and whatever you can get your hands on? Being healthy is not a temporary thing that is to be attained in the future. It is a way of life that is to be experienced now. So I'm going to repeat that again. Being healthy is not a temporary thing that is to be attained in the future. It is a way of life that has to be experienced now. If you don't value your own health, no one will. You only have one life on this planet. I heard a quote recently that you have 900 months on this planet. 300 of those are asleep. 600 of those are when you are awake. So you have two thirds of your life to make what you want your life to be. You have two thirds of of your time on this planet to be looking after yourself i think if we get bogged down in the small stuff and we get bogged down in kind of this whole yo-yo dieting thing there's so many other things that are so more important that we need to kind of almost look at what's important to ourselves is it being a size zero two four six eight ten twelve or is it managing to 
have kids isn't managing to look after them keeping them alive keeping yourself happy keeping a roof over your head i think what i think a lot of people are realizing now is it's more important to working all these hours over this under the sun and making making x amount of money i think a lot of people have lost and have lost jobs over this weird time and i am very grateful to be in the position that i am self-employed and i haven't been hit too badly by it um, but I think it's important to potentially look at what your beliefs are, what your beliefs around yourself are, what your beliefs are around food, what your beliefs around general people are, around your inner circle and making sure that you are trying to live your best life, making it your diet and not just a diet for diet's sake, not going for keto, not going for something that is going to get you a quick win. Quick wins are going to end in disaster. You'll be great for like three or four weeks and then you'll give up. You'll have this diet starts Monday mentality. You'll be like, I've 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 messed up again. I've I've fecked up. I'm I'm giving up again. And then after a certain amount of time you will be back to square one and you don't want that to happen. So make sure to make it your diet, not a diet. I think what you also potentially need to do is to change change your beliefs about healthy eating. When I started changing my perspective on health, and that took a while, I'm not going to lie, I also realized, realized some of my old beliefs about health were not helping me. For example, being healthy only means for being healthy means only eating foods with fat-free labels eat just under daily calorie requirements never eat avocados nuts or any foods naturally in in fat i had to get low i had to i had to let go of those beliefs that held me back and create new ones i've never i've never said those things to anyone before i had to let go of those beliefs that helped me back and create new ones that brought me toward a, a life or a lifestyle where i felt energy and vitality to do things that i actually loved my new beliefs and my new mentality towards food has come around through education from working with coaches from working with people challenging myself talking to other people and saying x y and z and my new beliefs include eating whole foods as much as possible this 80 20 rule which i spoke about making decent wholesome snacks using nuts including nuts nuts are quite calorie dense but i'm having peanut butter um i'm including it on 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 a probably every second day and and seeds chia seeds flax seeds are awesome for getting your fiber in which help with your digestion so they're incredible and they give you that you feel so much better when you are regular with your bowel movements and stuff like that you need and listen to your to my body i had to learn how to listen to my body i have never said this on the microphone before before lockdown i got blood test results and i have a very very low white cell blood count I can only look after myself. There's no cure. There's no nothing. And I need to be able to listen to my body. I know when I'm feeling weak. I know when I'm feeling tired. So potentially I may not be able to push myself as hard as other people. I know that I will have to take a step back if I'm feeling a little bit more. I prioritize getting naps in. I prioritize getting an awful lot more water in. I prioritize getting walking in. I need to let my body to rest. You need to learn to listen to your body. It's so, so important that you do that. I think if you find your current beliefs for optimal health and these are different to every single person are a little skewed or unattainable, I think it is time to re-educate you, yourself and recreate your beliefs about health. I think it's so, so important once again to challenge yourself. I think then you need to visualize yourself as your healthiest self and draw on this daily to remind yourself on what is most important to you. And that's why I bring in this journaling side of things. And it's so, so important that you do kind of even try it or try to even do a little box breathing, which Laura Farrington, Irish yoga girl, spoke about. And about challenging your, change your beliefs about healthy eating, change your beliefs about yourself, change your beliefs of how you look at yourself, how you talk to yourself, how you look yourself in the mirror. We're so we're so caught up a lot of us are so caught up with what we see on social media in magazines and saying i want to look like x y and z but we don't necessarily understand what that person's gone through we don't understand necessarily how crop that photo is we don't understand how the lighting is are they have they have they colored in their abs or have they drawn in their abs have they have they had their legs chopped in half in order to to look great in a picture I think you need to, if if you feel I'm a huge advocate of doing a social media audit. If you find that social media is impacting your mood, stay the fuck off it. 
I cannot reiterate that enough. Stay the fuck off it. If it's impacting your mood, nothing happens on social media after nine o'clock. And this is one of those things that I've worked with an awful lot of my clients. I'm not saying that I am Billy Bootcamp at all saying you can't go on social media. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I am saying is what I'm trying to prioritize is sleep and recovery with my clients. And a lot of them are working on uh, timing that they are kind of saying to themselves, right, an hour, an hour and a half before I go to bed, I'm going to turn off my phone and trying to get into the habit of trying to create a morning ritual. The most successful people in the world out there have a morning ritual that so many people, when they wake up, the first thing they do is they reach for the phone. Maybe leave your phone in another room. Don't get me wrong. You may, if you have built up an attachment to your phone, you may have some sort of anxiety to your phone and it will take a little while. It will take a habit to build it up, but it's so important that you even try it. And if you win one day at a time, just making those small little steps, you will you will be so much happier, so much better, feel so much better in yourself and how you talk to yourself. And I think that's one thing that a lot of people will have to work on and what need to work on. We talk to ourselves in such a negative connotation. I know I've been guilty of this previously and it's something that I've worked with on a lot of a lot. And it was it's you wouldn't talk to your neighbour, you wouldn't talk to your worst enemy in I'm not saying my enemy's my worst neighbour, but if you wouldn't talk to your your worst enemy the way you talk to yourself. Have some compassion to yourself. If you're having a low day, recognize it and say just take a big deep breath in say right i'm not feeling well because of x y and z someone may have said something to you you may have not had a great night's sleep you may have had a crap day at work you may have had a fight with your partner the kids may be wrecking your head or whatever it may be but it's so so important that you listen to yourself believe in yourself try to put one foot in front of the other baby steps are going to win and that needs into my next next point is implement your new perspective of health get rid of the diet starts tomorrow mentality how often have you uttered those words get rid of the diet starts tomorrow the diet starts on monday and then you're like you go in this circle and then you get you give out about that it you're you've always been on a diet for the rest for for your whole life and you're you're kind of thinking to yourself yeah but why am I doing this? Why can I not get these results? Why can I, why am I not, why is Mary down the road able to do it and why am I not be able to? But you're comparing your story to someone else's. Mary may have a different approach. May, Mary may have, may not have an issue with food. May, Mary may not have two kids or three kids or something like that or a really stressful job. She may be single. She may be able to look after herself in that regard and that may not be her priority for now. So it's some so important that you say to yourself, is losing weight a priority? Don't get me wrong, there are some people that losing weight has to be their priority in order to fit, to kind of be healthy and get down below a certain weight after linking in with doctors and dietitians and stuff like that, 100%. But you may not be happy at say a size eight but you may be happy at a size 10 and 12 and Siobhan O'Hagan has been on the podcast twice she talks about this she is she has done the bodybuilding she has done the 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 CrossFit style and now she's so content in herself she's promoting body confidence for females and she's doing an incredible job for that side of things I think what you also need to find out is what discover what's holding you back when we continue with unhealthy habits, even ones we want to change, we become stuck in it. Because staying there is a fulfilling a need, albeit in an unhealthy way. Usually we don't know what that need is until we look within and be completely honest with ourselves. I think that's so, so important. For me, this need was self-acceptance. I was trying to create a perfect body when I did my fitness photo shoot and that, that I potentially idolized. I was looking at people's social media and I had to delete them and I accepted by society. But the person I really wanted acceptance was from myself. I felt that if I looked a certain way, I'd be accepted by my peers. I felt that if I looked a certain way, I'd be more respected in the industry. I felt that if I looked a certain way, I'd get more clients. I felt that if I was looking a certain way, I'd be happier. The whole I'll be happy when mentality comes in then. I cannot say this enough. This whole I'll be happy when I'm X weight is complete and utter horseshit. Don't get me wrong. 
when people lose weight they get to a certain weight but it's about how you feel if you don't feel great at say 70 kilos but you feel okay at 74 kilos you're able to manage you're able to have a life you're able to have a social life you're able to fit into your clothes you're, you have all the energy in the world you're able to look after your kids able to manage your job you have a roof over your head you're able to sleep okay you've got decent sleep decent water you're able to forage what you want to do look after your family i think that's the biggest win dieting um fulfilled that that need because when i lost weight i would look at my body however when i gained weight i'd be disgusted i know it took me a lot of adjusting to when i went from photo shoot lean to putting on a little bit of weight it did take a little bit of work because i was so transfixed on that goal for so so long of getting abs and i thought i'd be i'd get abs and i'd be happy but i was i was miserable with abs once i started to accept my natural body type and embrace the the body i have rather than change it to look like a photoshop celebrity i began feeling about good about my body all the time regardless of how much i weighed or what i ate that day like i know myself i haven't counted the calorie in i don't know how long i could be leaner i could be bigger and training hasn't been the greatest thing but what i've taken up now is a bit of running running is horrible when i'm doing it but i feel so so much better and after this i am going to go for a run and just kind of go and do start off and i've set myself a challenge now for for june and i want to try and do that and see how i could do it and i if you've heard me before i absolutely despise running and i think once you dig a little bit deeper and understand your why you can work toward meeting your your need for something like self-acceptance in a healthier way too i think it's so important that you do dig into your reason why and i think if you have a why anything that's a proper why and if you think about it how is your why going to impact on someone else if you don't achieve your goal who is it going to impact potentially if you need to lose an awful lot of weight uh, are you going to have diabetes are you going to uh, potentially pass away early and leave kids behind so you need to look at your reason why they're a little bit morbid ones i know but they're they're extreme examples but they are some of the reasons that a lot of people have out there that they need to understand the reason why if you have a big enough why any challenge that's thrown at you you the, the why won't move and you'll be able to power through it and that's that's a reference to a man's search for meaning which you may have heard me talk about an awful lot as well to do this, start with the behavior you see on the surface, such as restricting calories. Ask yourself why you do this. Is it the media? Is this 1200 calorie figure that's thrown out there an awful lot? Get your answer and then ask yourself why or what is the purpose of this? Keep asking why until you get to the core of the issue. So normally I would probably say ask yourself why about eight times. Why do I want to look this way? Why does this person look this way? Why? are they using social media why do i feel i have to look this way to get into clothes why is sharon or whoever it may be dictating how i look you need to challenge yourself and say to yourself get your answer and ask yourself why or what is the purpose of this i think that's so so important i think the last one i think i mentioned already is to implement your new perspective of health the last step is to kind of take action and i think in my opinion the best way to do this is by taking baby steps this gung-ho mentality that so many people go for is not going to get most people anywhere set achievable goals so that you can controllably or comfortably introduce healthier behavior into your lifestyle if you decide you're going to give up all processed food sugars and gluten and you're going to start tomorrow there's a good chance you'll be overwhelmed fail disappointed feel pissed off give up and quickly return to old ways you need to be realistic and set goals you can start now that are achievable in a specific time frame be honest with yourself ask is this something i can do and that's in that space of time and do i believe the outcome will create the healthier lifestyle i envision if not then readjust it so it does so if you're setting a goal and you've got like a holiday or something you've got the 10th of august in mind and you want to look incredible for that say to yourself right i've got the 10th of august which is i don't know 11 weeks or something away say to yourself right i'm going to work back so what are my small little wins along the way am i going to say in four weeks am i going to be able to in eight weeks am i going to be able to run 5k or am i going to have water every single day or am i going to make my bed every day or am i going to get a walk in every day am i going to train three times a week start off with small little wins three times a week i'd rather 
my clients train three times a week for a month rather than training six times a week for the first week and then never training again. It's small little wins along the way which are going to help you big time. You need to be realistic and set goals you can start now that are achievable in a specific time frame. Accept what works for you. Remember, you have to listen to your body and try to move away from what doesn't. If you have tried keto and you have failed, move away from it. If you have tried Slimming World and failed, stay away from it. If you have tried the, like, don't get me wrong, there are bad diets, but also there are some people that the diets aren't made for as well. Sometimes the people need to re, re look at themselves and relook at themselves and say, why didn't I achieve this X, Y, and Z? And I think too many people can blame their diets, don't get me wrong, but I think a lot of people go out with this going home mentality and don't really give it the small little wins and concentrate on the small little wins. When you work from within you, you will naturally take action that feels best for you. I think if you if you want to, if you love cooking, well then you can get creative in, in with the foods. I have learned how to listen to my body. I have to be a little bit more receptive and understand it a little bit more now in the last little while since lockdown. And I think it's so important that you do that. So the, the kind of how to kind of move away from yo-yo dieting. If you have any eating disorders or anything like that and binge eating disorders, please do go and talk to a mental health professional or a medical professional. So number one is drop perfectionism. Number two is drop the guilt. Number three, switch your focus from quantity to quality. Number four, listen to your body. Number five, throw away your scales. Number six, your sleep and focus on that. Number seven, make it your diet, not a diet. Number eight, let go of your beliefs around healthy eating. Number nine, discover what's holding you back. And number 10, implement your new perspective of health. And let's try and get rid of that whole diet starts tomorrow mentality. Guys, if you have enjoyed this episode at all, please do pop me a message. Please, please, please share it as much as possible. I think there's too many people out there who have come from so many backgrounds, tried so many diets and are a little bit lost at the minute and have been lost for a long time. And I think they just need to find what works for them. And I think they have tried X, Y and Z and they haven't found the approach that looks for them. And I would really, really appreciate if you would share this with whoever you feel may need to listen to it. If you feel that there is support that you need, there are mental health facilities there are mental health charities there are people that can can you can listen to talk to and if you need to have a chat just pop me a dm if you've enjoyed the episode at all guys found it useful please do tag me up on your story at shane Walsh fitness on instagram and i really really thank you for listening to it hope you found it useful and i will talk to you very soon stay safe guys